0: Welcome to episode 16 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast for sharing tips, apps, and gear for iPhone and iPad, along with related technologies that get us using iOS in fun, productive, and meaningful ways. I'm your host, Melissa Davis, and joining me as always is David Ginsberg. How you doing, Dave? doing great melissa uh
1: welcome back we missed you last time um,
0: thank you i enjoyed listening to you guys talk about ios 11 yeah
1: uh, barry folk and i were on the last episode had a blast and uh, it's always fun to do it in person too so uh he's had across my desk here is where i'm at and uh, we had a great time and uh he's he's uh always got a wealth of knowledge so it was it was a really good show
0: yeah i really enjoyed it You oh. got to do more of that
1: yeah yeah and then and maybe even get get someone come on with the, with the three of us the make three of us so
0: we'll just keep pushing yeah. it
1: <laughs> so a lot lot of news going on in the in the apple world uh the, there is it's been busy huh yeah well the most exciting is uh well I don't know if it's exciting but it is exciting for most people is the the iPhone 10 a lot of uh, lot of discussion out there about it obviously and uh the pre-orders occurred uh on uh October 27th uh we're recording this on Wednesday the 1st of November can't believe it's November already. Uh, and a uh, lot of uh, a lot of people ordered these phones. I think they're already sold out. They're uh, six to eight weeks back, and which I fully expected. Um, I'm still happy with my decision to go with the eight plus. Um, I I just still think it's gonna it's gonna be a beta device, and uh, people will have some challenges with it. But you know, I'm I, a lot of people are early adopters. I, I was one of those. I just at this point, I just decided. You know what? I'm gonna sit tight. Let other people test it out and see how it goes. Um, but we some. That's what so, I feel. There's yeah. So a lot of there was a lot of, lot of articles out there, all the different uh, websites. One that kind of stood out to me the most, and and of course he's probably the most reliable as far as any of the Apple uh, pundits is uh, Renee Ritchie on iMore.com. dot com. He he wrote up an excellent article. We'll put a link to the show notes. Of, in the show notes for uh, his uh, article and uh, take a look to see what he had to say about it. A lot of great things about it, uh, the face ID and all that other stuff but I'm not going to go too deep. We're not going to go too deep into that. Yeah, in, we don't need episode. to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> yeah, so take a look at that article and we'll talk about it in future episodes uh, uh, As or, uh, when, the, when the phone is actually out because it'll it'll be in the hands of, of all the users uh, this coming Friday is when the, the, the first of the iPhone 10s will be shipping to people who were lucky enough to get their orders in at uh, 2 a.m. um, uh, central time or 3 a.m. Eastern time, uh, on the 27th. So, um, so, so that, there is that. Um, I was also going to sh- share a li- with you a little bit of a kind of a saga I've been dealing with, um, in, in the case of a, um, a problem with my iPhone trade-in. Um, I, uh, I traded in my uh, iPhone, it was my wife's iPhone actually, and, uh, she got a new I p eight plus just like I did and uh, for some reason the apple store the local apple store decided uh, they didn't uh, process the paperwork properly so then the Apple trade up the program is, is a great program don't get me wrong, I'm not gonna knock it one bit I'm very pleased of what you can get after a year just trade it in you're not obligated to, to the to the carrier and and it usually goes pretty smoothly so just kind of buyer beware be be alert when you do trade in your phone using the Apple's trade in program uh that uh, you uh make sure that you it says on the on the on the receipt that it was uh returned because it wasn't so yeah, so I'm dealing but with But you them.
0: have some kind of paperwork backing you up that you can show them and say this well, is what you gave me, right? Yes and no. Okay.
1: <laughs> they um what happened was is I had to go into the store spent probably on in, in the close to 2 hours in the first visit. And I'm trying to figure out what happened and I mean and apple's store Apple's stores all have um cameras, so they know what happened, so I mean they could see what was happened, what happened, they'll see where the phone went. I mean they have all cameras in the in the store, so it's not like they can't mm-hmm. figure it out yeah, um, there's a
0: paper trail and a video trail
1: exactly, so unfortunately, I had to talk to the manager, not another manager, another person took the paperwork down they have to call app they have to call the. Apple corporate and got through all this paperwork so I'm hoping so far I haven't heard back again this week because uh, I had to go back a second time it was actually I went back to help my sister-in-law she is the proud new owner of a, a 8 Plus and uh, a MacBook Pro so nice. she, she, uh, she had a ball doing that uh, last weekend so I went there again talked to a nice manager again this time he's uh, he assured me that, that everything's on on cue and the bank's going to uh, put the loan on hold so I'm not worried about it. But just more so I wanted to bring that up to let everybody know be wire, beware and make sure that you when you trade in your uh, iPhone that it says it on the paperwork.
0: So is that what, I mean, what are you recommending that you would like to have done differently if you could have? Is there anything?
1: Looking closer you, at the receipt I think is probably my, okay. my biggest advice. Away. That's one of the takeaways in this. Um, I think, yeah, just make sure that you're you're aware of what uh, what's going on with uh, with uh, uh, with the plan because um, uh, when you go through it, they they are pretty thorough. Because I did it the first time with my phone and I had no problem. So I mean, mm-hmm. things happen, and you know I'm, I give them the best. Well, you, you
0: expected it to be smooth sailing yeah. the second time around, so I mean your expectations were kind of lifted by that time.
1: Yeah. So and, you know, like I said, it's uh, th- just just be aware, and like I said, things happen. We'll get well, it'll get fixed. And
0: so now you both have the A plus.
1: Well, you do. Yeah,
0: All right, air. We had the seven is, plus
1: before, so <laughs> so that hasn't changed.
0: Oh, okay. So that that was my next question. Have you always had the same exact form factor each time? Yeah, she you're always matching.
1: My wife likes likes the seven, the 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 larger size. Ever since she got the, she had started with the six plus, six S plus, and there was no going back. She likes the larger size too. It's it, mm. and I don't blame her. I, I love it too. I think it's got a great great size display. I, I could never use the smaller size, the okay, eight. Yeah. The,
0: after uh, for maybe for uh, I guess it'll be an early birthday present for myself. Then maybe by then I'll be able to let you know how I like it because oh, I'm I'm vying for it. I decided I've been saving up for it. So I've been working a lot. So I, you haven't heard from me. I've been just super busy working and yeah, and trying to save up for it. So I'm pretty close to to that goal. Good. And I've just decided I'm just going to go with I'm going to go with the 64. You know, I looked at sure. it and I just thought, oh, I just can't justify I think it's like a hundred and fifty dollars difference, and I'd right. rather get either an external drive or something. I don't know. I just I think I'll be okay with the sixty four. I I think I'll be okay. I think if anything, there's things I can offload. There's there's stuff I can do to to save on that space. Yes. Um, the only thing that I would think would put me over. I mean, I'm, of course, I'm going to keep taking pictures and keep taking video, but I tell you that iCloud Photo has really saved it. And when we upgraded yep. to iOS eleven. I got even more space back i yep. at one point in time, I looked and I think I had seventeen gigs free, and that's quite a bit I think that's that's quite a bit, and I still have like two hundred apps so and there's there's plenty of apps that I'm not using there's there's stuff yeah, that exactly. i really i just need a clean house that's yeah. all so i'm I'm willing to do the work I'm willing was, to live lean I'm just very disciplined like that. Um, I,
1: I wasn't disciplined when I went to buy it. I was thinking, you oh, know, I probably should get 64. It'll save me a little extra money or anything like that. And I was like, you know what? I'll go 256.
0: <laughs> hey, so, it's just a feeling. It's just a feeling you uh, have. You I've just know, kind it. of know I mean, when the it's last, right.
1: The seven plus I had was 256. So I just, uh, I
0: Did you feel like it was overkill or you're just not sure yet?
1: <laughs> yeah, it probably is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, we can trade now. But but, but, I'm fine with it. No, I'm just really happy with with iCloud and how it's been saving me space on stuff. And I I think it's going to be okay. You know, Dave, I'm a field technician and I I see this stuff out in the wild. So I get to see other people's usage case scenarios and and I just have to kind of laugh. I mean, I'm not trying to sound conceited or anything, but sometimes I look at people's devices and I'm like, oh my God, you have the 128 or 256 and it's like, You look at their usage and it's like a drop in the bucket. And then I look at mine, you know, there's this like sliver of space that's left over. And I think, and I've been rocking this thing for two years. And it just seems like it's overkill a lot of times. So I don't know. That's just my feeling on it. Um, oh, yeah. Another real quick thing in the news, and I just wanted to mention it. I wanted to, to ask you more about it. So we got excited a couple episodes ago. We talked about Plenty, mm-hmm. and they've now dis- they've discontinued it with AT and T because I have the the AT and T auto pay plan myself, and yeah. I thought, oh, I'm going to rack up some points and you know maybe get a case or you know something extra. So yeah. I signed up for it, and I, I killed it. Sorry, sorry everybody, it's my <laughs> fault. It's all, it's all my fault. <laughs> yeah. I sign up for things, they die. <laughs>
1: With with every plan, every one of those uh, reward plans, they always seem to kind of disappear. They're
0: kind of fickle, um, I
1: guess. Uh, I, don't know. I never really got into the plenty. Um, I, I I never, uh, th- I'm, I'm more of an Amazon kind of guy. So I, I I have the credit card and then we rack up uh, points that way mm-hmm. uh, for Amazon. I know Amazon's not going anywhere, so uh, that tends to work better for me. But yeah, um, I, I guess a lot of people did use that plenty. I mean, I know, I think only at and is, is leaving and I think the other, the other uh, retailers are still Staying part of it,
0: I believe. Yeah, it was just AT and T, yeah. and I just I put it in there because it was timely because it was as of yesterday yeah. yep. that they ended the program. So it's just something for our listeners to think about. If you were in the Plenty program and you were on AT and T and you were racking up points, you you're not able to do that anymore. They're not participating anymore. So wah wah wah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, do you want to move on to iOS 11? So iOS 11.1 yep. just dropped recently. Did you did you grab? Well, you were already in the beta, right? So
1: no, yeah, I'm in the beta, but I decided not to do the beta that time. Um, really, Yeah. interesting. I mean, I have it on uh, yeah on secondary devices, but I I I don't usually do it on the primary devices, at least right away. I could have because I knew I knew when they were with beta five or beta six, that was pretty much the the gold master, it was because uh, they can, I mean they came out with eleven point two already, which is in the public mm-hmm. beta now. It came out to the developers a couple days ago, and then now they finally released it to the public beta testers. Uh, but is there
0: uh, anything you wanna share or can share about 11.2?
1: I have not downloaded yet, okay. but again it's okay. public beta, so there's no there's no secrets. Um, I think okay. the biggest thing I just thing wonder is, if there's
0: anything we can look forward to.
1: Yeah. I mean I think a couple of things they're having some uh, of course more, more emojis as always. I mean they added more even with eleven point one. uh I think airplay two is gonna be the big thing that they're gonna they're gonna add and then that the long awaited peer to peer Apple Pay, which is another thing that uh uh, that's That's been a problem and um, uh, that hasn't been released yet, I should say. Uh, iCloud support for iMessages, uh, right, th- that's the features that they're talking about that they promised later in iOS 11. Uh, now, the
0: iCloud support for iMessages, is that the one where if you delete them on one device, they'll be deleted everywhere?
1: I believe so. I believe so.
0: Because I know um, that was an issue for some people. So I, I have kind of liked it because there's been a couple of times where I've deleted something by accident and then I was happy to get it back. So. And I don't
1: know. I'm sure. Also, it's going to have things that to support the HomePod that's coming up. That's going to be coming out in December. And How long we forget about that? Because that was announced back in June during WWDC. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and you know, everybody's been talking about this. You know, it's the most important thing in the world is the calculator bug. Oh
0: gosh. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, I'm, I don't know if you're, you know what this I'm talking about. Is yes. You go one plus two plus three, uh, What? It's six. No, that's not right. What was happening <laughs> is the animation, of course. Of course, Apple had to add animation to it. The calculator app, you know, couldn't keep it just simple. Uh-huh. Uh, that uh, if you weren't real careful by pushing one plus two plus, you get it, and it it wouldn't trigger the plus. So then, of course, it would come up with the wrong answer.
0: So, were you uh, able to replicate it?
1: Yes, I was. It's still oh. it's still a bug in in eleven point one. So okay. uh, they it says they are going to be fixing it in. It is fixed in eleven point two. See
0: I find it so interesting because we went from we went kicking and screaming from what's the word schemamorphic where and I was sad. I was one of the sad pandas when that happened because I really enjoyed. The metaphoric icons. I really enjoyed the stitching and the linen and all that kind of stuff. I just <laughs> liked that stuff. And a couple of people convinced me. They said, you know, oh, it'll be so much better when all the design goes flat because the things will, everything will launch faster. It will be more optimized. And then I thought, okay, and that makes sense. And that's what kind of got me over the the hump for that. But now I'm kind of frustrated because it's all these darn little like animotions. And right. that's what what I was going to bring up. One of the things that I'm still struggling with is I and I did I right away I grabbed that 11.1 because I was excited. Well, first of all, that I mean, the thing that got me over the edge was bringing back the 3D app switcher where you press on the side because right. I really, really missed that. So I'm I'm happy that that's back. So yes. I had to grab it just for that. i Normally, I care about the emojis. I wasn't quite as excited as I was about the 3D app switcher, but that'll be exciting. Um, But one of the things I was hoping that it would fix, which I was having problems with, was when I swipe between pages and I've got, you know, a gazillion pages because I've I've got them all loaded. And there are times when I'm trying to do something and I go to swipe and it's like, really? Seriously? Come on. Come on. (laughs) Like it just it just hesitates. And then you probably haven't seen this because you have the newer device. But see, I'm still on a 6S. And there are times when apps are like stuck in the suspended animation mode. Yep. Like I'll, I'll go to pick it up, and I'll see that one of the apps lately it's been settings, and and there's no doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason to it because I'll think to myself, well, gee, was that the last app that I had tapped? No. I, you know, I was in another app, you know, or something. So there doesn't seem to be a reason for it. But you'll look at the app and it'll be kind of like in that gray state where it looks like you have tapped it. And then it was about to spring open, but it didn't. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? No, it doesn't.
1: Messages for me, too. So. okay so you have seen that? Oh, yeah. yeah, It's a bug. I I see it from time to time and it gets frustrating. You end up having to just. Just close off the app and go open it back up again.
0: Yeah, basically. So I mean, where there's a will, there's a way. We see we are geeky like this kind of stuff. It doesn't. <laughs> it frustrates us, but it it's not the end of the world. And I don't. I don't get. I wouldn't say my blood pressure skyrockets because of it. If I get on a Windows PC, then, yeah, then my blood pressure goes <laughs> <Right>. up. <laughs> I'll probably like, you yeah. know, ping the the, the new uh, heart feature in my watch and it'll say, Do you know your 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 heart rate is above hundred and twenty? That's what'll happen there. But with this kind of stuff, no, I don't get upset about it. I take it in stride and I'm like, Oh, you know, it's something to figure out. What does upset me, though, is I think about my clients, my clientele, my family members and my seniors and people who do get really frustrated by it because they don't know how to get around it. It doesn't intuitively occur to them to force quit the app and just go back into it again. They they don't seem to, you know, rock that. Whereas we're like, yeah, yeah, you just go to the, we know how to deal with it. So I wanted to touch base on that. It's one of the topics I wanted to discuss was um, and you said you had some ideas about this. So. This is what I've been hearing as a field technician. This is my observation. Is what I'm hearing is all the grumbling is that my clients they feel like they're they've been forced to upgrade. They feel like they don't have a choice in the matter. Now that's not exactly true. That's how they feel, and that's what the way that they perceive it, and that's their reality. And I'm not telling them that they're necessarily wrong, but it's not intuitive enough, or or Apple hasn't made it obvious enough that yes you have choices and you came back out of this they just kind of get into the screen where all of a sudden they feel like they're forced to upgrade and they don't have any other choice and then they get then they're upgraded and then things are different and they're not prepared so yeah. one of the things i thought to myself well gosh you know how can i stop this like what is causing this because when i I realized today when I was looking through it, I just had those settings turned off. If you, that's my first tip of, of the episode is when you go into settings, you can disable automatic software updates. Now you're going to tell me something more about that, but that's where I wanted to start off the conversation okay. is if you go into settings, you tap on your name, you tap on iTunes and app store, and then you switch off updates. That's at least one place to start in for my for my clientele, I would recommend, and anybody who supports their, say, their their in-laws or their parents or their their relatives, I would suggest that you start there by switching off all of those switches because that's where, you know, Apple thinks, oh, well, we'll just turn everything on. We'll just turn on all the things because these are features that we want you to know about. But it ends up frustrating people because they didn't expect it to happen. So I would recommend for, for a certain set of people to just go ahead and just turn off all of those switches until you have a chance to say, hey, you might want to watch this video. This explains what the new features are, that sort of thing. So what were your thoughts on that? I mean, I well, I would love it if everybody would just get all the updates when they happen, but realistically, it's really not. I don't. I don't think it's it's fun for a lot of people. Well,
1: but if you're talking about going into the iTunes or app stores and not that I'm trying to correct you, but um, that just turns off all the automatic downloads of the apps and updates to the apps. This uh, okay. I think you're talking about so it's not about, the iOS. It is not iOS up- updates. No. Okay. Um, what so, happened? What so happens walk is? Walk me
0: through. Yeah. Why does that seem to show up? Because that does not happen to me. I do not get. In other words, I have to wait until I hear about it, just like we were talking earlier about you didn't get the notification for, for Skype. It didn't say to right. update it, but I did. So what's the difference there? I don't get the badge. I don't get anything telling me, hey, iOS 11.1 is out. Go get it. All I get, you know, is I have to go get the news. Like I have to see it drop in Facebook or on Twitter, you know, from you, from people that that I know. And then I go and I look and then, oh, there it says it's it's ready. It doesn't just get pushed to my phone. Well so here's, what is happening that's that's like making people feel like they've got to, they've got to do the upgrade now or well, never.
1: Well the thing is when they see the settings icon and it has a little number 1 next to it then they yeah, come, I don't get that. they go to the update it what Apple does is is they it downloads the the version that the latest version onto the phone. So of course that's going to take up space. So what you can do is you can go into the settings under general and under iPhone storage and then it'll, it'll You'll able to find the iOS update in the list of apps, and then you could tap the iOS update and then delete the update. But what'll happen is, is especially when there's a big update, like uh, any update for that matter, it it will it'll go it'll download it again, and then it comes mm-hmm. back. So you're not it doesn't force the update. You have to you have right. to actually go into this into the, to the about software update and then tell it install now. But it, it so the. the if you're thinking that's the thing we probably need to educate people on is, if they are not ready to update yet, don't do it. I mean, if you're ready, to, you want to stay on the previous version for a period of time, then just let it be. If it's taking up space, on the other hand, then then those are the steps. When, and we'll put the link to the uh, to the support article in the show notes on this. Uh, getting it's basically the title of the support article is getting help with over the iOS updates. And so,
0: is it downloading? And, and nobody requested it. It so the, it's downloading automatically despite yes. having that turned off.
1: Yes. Will,
0: that's because that's what I'm trying that, to figure that's out. What you're that's confused. not happening yeah. for me. It
1: will not happen because you can't, You cannot turn off the iOS updates. You can turn off app updates automatically, but mm-hmm. you cannot turn off iOS updates. At least downloading it. it mm-hmm. You have to still initiate the installation when you, when you yeah, see I have the to initiate number,
0: the download too.
1: Um, well, normally no, it should download. I mean, that's why I'm saying that's that's
0: what I'm trying to I cannot seem to replicate the problem that people are having where they're telling me they're using the word force and they're telling me I was forced to upgrade when I didn't want to. And that's what I'm trying to replicate, because that's why I went in there and I turned it back on again, because I thought that under um, that under iTunes, iTunes and App Store, I thought that if I had that because I had that switch off. I had automatic Mm. downloads turned off. I I get what you're saying. That's that's for app updates because I I didn't want those on anyway, because I like I'm one of those people that likes to read all the the meta. I like to read all the details and stuff and and know what it is that I'm getting when I'm getting an app update. But I thought, well, maybe that was preventing the software Mm. update, the actual iOS update, because I never get the badge. And it never shows up just automatically for me. I have to wait until I hear about it in the news. Right. And then I have to go to general and then I have to tap on software update. And then I wait and then it tells me that there's an update available and then I download it and then I install it. I have the option to wait if I want to like – because it takes a while to download and I'll set it aside. And then I'll get that message that I think people are getting that will tell you, you know, oh, it's ready to install now. You can either cancel this or – you know, have it do it overnight or something, which see that weirds me out because of a long, long time ago, I guess it's just PTSD. I didn't want to ever have to have it update while I was sleeping because of alarms not going off and things like that. Not that that'll, it it could happen. It it did happen once was enough. So I like, I just like to have control over the situation and I like to experience it for myself so that I can help out my clients. But that's not what's happening for me. It's not getting downloaded automatically to my phone. It never has. It hasn't since I had a 4S. It didn't do it for the 5S. It just hasn't. So I just wonder what what is it that I'm doing or not doing that I don't end up in that in that situation. And I'd like to be able to replicate that for. From the people who are are really upset over having you know felt like they were forced to upgrade.
1: Yeah, like I said, they they aren't going to be forced to upgrade for iOS. we're talking about iOS, not 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 apps.
0: But uh, what they but the way it sounds like is happening uh, is like I said, it's not happening to me. But you're saying that in most cases, the iOS update. Or upgrade, depending on if it's it's a you right. know single digit or if it's just you know dot like increment It gets downloaded automatically. Right. Like I said, it's not Eventually. happening for me, but it's happening for most people. It gets downloaded automatically, and then what probably happens is it triggers that, oh, you're running out of space message. And then people maybe then they get directed to the upgrade screen. I mean, I'm just trying to figure out what is happening that they're getting into a situation where they're reading that here's your upgrade make it happen
1: well again I think what they're doing is they're seeing that little number one that's on this on the uh, the gear shortcut for the settings and they're and what they're doing is it's it, it's just uh, it it's they think that they have to install it
0: um at least they just think that they have to right because and Apple kind of works it strongly people, like oh it's security updates and you've got to do it and you've got to do it now and yeah
1: yeah what people when people uh, see, see that um, they they want they think oh yeah I got to do it right now because um, they uh-huh. they see the number and and uh, they do that, but the support I put the support article in our in our show notes and I I think that'll kind uh-huh. of give you some of the answers uh, as far as uh, getting help with over the air iOS updates. Uh, they talk about things like not enough uh, available storage space on your device where, where it may not download, unable to reach the server at the time. It's very possible the update couldn't complete, uh, things like that. And also it talks about. Uh, how you can go in, like as I talked about earlier, that you can go in and actually delete um, the, the download if you don't want to update right away.
0: Right, okay. Um,
1: so I think that article should answer a lot of your questions relates to iOS. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't, can't answer why it's not. It, I mean, <laughs> if you don't update it right away, you know you and um, I think I'm not, probably more me than anybody else so as soon as I see it's announced because, you know, uh Yesterday or the day before, I mean, it was like an onslaught of emails that came from Apple saying, we, we've updated, uh, I Sierra, we've updated iOS, we've updated tvOS, we've, you know, so it went not they went nuts yesterday, the other day.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so when I see that, you know, me, I'm always the one what, what, going to update right away. Uh, and, uh, uh, but, uh, uh, that's that's really where it's at when it comes to that.
0: For incremental updates, so not major upgrades. I for the incremental ones, I do do those right away. And like I was really waiting for this 11.1 to drop because right. I thought it was going to fix some of the other problems that I was having. And you know, it made me happy. It gave me back the, the 3D touch on the the app switcher, which was good. But um, it's the major upgrades that I usually advise people, yeah, just hang back a little bit. It's kind of like the iPhone 10, you know, it's like, oh, let everybody else kind of work out all the kinks, you know, let all like, like the Daves and the, the bleeding edgers, you know, <laughs> let them do the upgrades and, and see if they can work out the kinks. But and for me, I mean, I I don't have like a test machine, so I, I have to wait a little bit, too. I can't wait as long because I'm a consultant. I have to eat my own dog oh, yeah. food. So I do have to jump in with both feet, but I do wait a little bit. Like for High Sierra, I kind of wish they would have waited maybe a little bit longer. Longer, but i don't know it is what it is yeah. um well, so i did do the up, upgrade so that i could see what kind of problems there there might be sure. um but so they, yeah i recommend waiting for major upgrades which is you know from yeah. 10 to 11 okay. but if it's just you know 11.0.1 or 11.1 yeah, one, you really know go important. ahead and do it
1: i mean especially 11.1 definitely was a, was a must update because there's a lot, there was a lot of bugs that needed to be mm-hmm. s- squashed so yeah other thing you also mentioned and i also mentioned too is uh, is uh the, the merits of using a tool like Jamf. I was actually at the Jamf uh, user conference. Uh, yes, I
0: wanted to pick la- your brain about that. Last, so, what do you week, think about that for um, small
1: groups? I won't get into what the conference really was about because it's more on the education and um, I know you're enterprise. interested in that because you're, 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 you do help uh, schools and with mm-hmm. iPads and such. But and the enterprise and uh, it, it just. Blew my mind how how big Jamf the company in itself is. I mean, they have over sixteen thousand uh, customers. Such a big, huge uh, company, and, and the tools are, are very are, are very helpful, especially in the enterprise, keeping control. That
0: big, they Max. must be doing something right.
1: They're doing something right because that that conference fifteen hundred strong, and they took up a huge hotel. So, um, <sighs> so, but I won't get into much detail on that because it, it, I don't think the audience will be that interested in that. But they do have a product called Jamf Now, and of course, Jamf is J A M F. And they do advertise a lot of the podcast. They're not a sponsor of this show, but uh, they uh, they do um, do have a product where you c- can manage your own devices. Now, most people I tend to doubt have, you know, when you're in an enterprise, you could have 16,000 iPads. So mm-hmm. th- then a tool like Jamf Pro comes in handy to be able to manage those devices. But most households, I would tend to think they have... Maybe five or six devices at the most. I mean, whatever. I mean, your household's got what five or six. So, <laughs> yeah, my household only has two. So, I mean,
0: and it's not just my household. It's like you know then the extended family well, the extended and my family dad who lives three thousand miles away. So,
1: I mean, really, the only benefit Jamf is going to give Jamf now is going to give you is is the, the fact that you can manage the device and you can make sure the updates are happening and, and keeping or control not happening, <laughs> or not happening, things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. But. I I think in most applications in the consumer level uh I, I think the uh, Jamf Now is probably leaned more towards a small business or, okay. or a very large uh, amount of devices. I mean when you can get a trial and they give you uh three three devices for free so if you wanted to play around with it you could. Uh mm-hmm. but it's it's a little advanced for most people, I think. So I I wouldn't think um uh I wouldn't think there would be too much uh about it uh hate not to put a shameless plug in but I I was on I'm going to be on uh, when this is recording I was on Chuck Joiner's uh, show with uh, Mac Voices I, I forgot to tell you that before pre, before the show uh oh, oh. that uh, uh, Chuck and I talked about the Jamf uh, uh user conference so if anybody is interested in hearing my views on that that should be coming out probably by the time this is out uh and by the time we publish it, so. Oh,
0: okay, just, great. So we can know, find out more about. The yeah, but getting, kind of getting
1: stuff. yeah, getting more of my view of what it was because it was my first visit to, to the conference and giving some of my insights on it. So, uh, so I saw that, that we t- we're, we were looking a little bit about that and uh, uh, overall, I, I, I think, like I said, there's there's always different other ways we've talked about. I'm, I I um, I'm amazing, I'm going to brain mm-hmm. crap there. Another way of managing your device. Um, so there are a lot of other third-party tools that you can do that. And I, and I think most of the listeners, in my – probably my opinion is probably a little more overkill than what they're probably willing to want to to, to dive okay. into, Again, my opinion. So, so
0: um, probably like Apple family sharing and maybe iMazing in, in a single household where yeah. you've got the devices that are connecting to your local Wi-Fi and that sort of thing.
1: Right, right. So, I mean, iMazing will probably be – Okay for most people, but uh, but they have the amazing mini, so you could you, know, you do uh, you know don't have to get so elaborate with it. So uh,
0: now you talked a little bit about with Barry last time. You talked a little bit about TeamViewer, and yeah. I just texted my dad the other day. I was like, "Hey, Dad, I want to try something out on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't tried it yet, and I know you said that you don't think it's going to be for the, you know, how they have like the free consumer level." version of it versus the business level. You don't think that we'll be able to they did have, I, I read, I guess it expired just the other day. They had a limit on the time where you could try it out for free, the viewing the other iOS device on the other end. But that's not going to continue, don't think. I mean I'm i I'm still going to try it just to just to see if it works.
1: Oh uh, yeah. yeah give it, give using it a sh- team viewer. Give it a shot and uh um, I'm not sure if it's going to be free or not for the free evaluation version, quote unquote, evaluation version. Um, mm-hmm. cause you know, c- similar to what log me in did, then they cut off everything. Um, you know, it's mm-hmm. possible team viewer may do the same as well. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I check it out because what it really, what, what it is is it allows people to be able to, uh, use the screen recording, uh, feature that's in iOS 11 and be able to actually share, uh, your iOS screen, uh, over, over the internet which is really cool.
0: Well, if if I t- try it and it works, I'm really going to be excited and bragging about it because that will be a fantastic tool for people yep. trying to teach grandma and grandpa. I <laughs> use their iPad and stuff. I mean, it's just ugh, this I mean, this is, you know, I mean, you know my clientele. This is the the demographic that I serve and I and I love them. I just feel for them. My my heart bleeds a little bit for some of these problems that they run into and I just feel kind of bad that well, they feel like they're they have to do these updates and then they don't like the changes. And I kind of want to talk them down off the ledge and, right. you know, prevent an iPad from going flying out the window. No, I mean, <laughs> I bit. tried
1: it. It's absolutely amazing because, um, you, yeah. you, you know, when you go into the screen sharing, you actually uh, when you choose to uh, choose to record the voice normally, uh-huh. it has the choice of team viewer in there. And then you just nice. start, start the recording and then it and then it shares the screen in the team viewer view um, application.
0: Well, I'm excited to try it because I would love to be able to see my dad's screen because, you know, with most of my clients, it's easy enough. I either go to their house or if they're remote, they have a Mac and I have them plug plug it in and we just use QuickTime. You know, I mean, that's just the way it's been. And and that works fine because then... I'm verbally explaining the instructions and they're doing it. So that they're actually learning it instead of saying here, grandpa, give me your phone and I'll just do it for you. Cause that's what a lot of kids do. And right. then people get frustrated cause they don't learn it themselves. Right. And this kind of forces you to do that. But in the case of my dad, for example, he doesn't, he has an old Mac that we, it's just not part of his ecosystem anymore. Sure. Um, you know, we're just using it for iTunes and stuff. But uh, so he basically doesn't have a computer to do that with. So it's really an exercise in love and frustration (laughs) (laughs) it's like no no dad Uh, and you know he's trying to verbally explain to me what the problem is and of course he has the plus size and i don't yet so that's going to be another benefit for when i do get the plus size i'll be able to see the exact same issues that he's having on his screen that i might not be able to see because i don't have that size so that'll be interesting um so yeah i'm I'm looking forward to that i'm just looking for for better ways to try to we all are uh, get people to feel happier with, with Apple. There's just been a lot of like grumbling and I just, you know, I, I'm happy. I, I love my, my Apple gear. I, I'm, you know, borderline fangirl, but I'm also having, a you know, I have a real reality dose and I have a healthy level of constructive criticism towards a lot of these things. Right. And so that's how, that's my, my lens that I'm looking through. Um, I did put a link that I think people will enjoy. You don't have to be geeky to enjoy this, but there's a video. It's called 10 Years in the Making, the Evolution of iOS. Yep. And it's from Computer World from IDG. And I, it's just a fun little video. I'm going to send it to a couple of my clients and see what they think because sure. so many times people get all ex- all excited and up in arms about, oh, they changed this and it looks completely different. It's like, well, yeah, this is the evolution. I mean, this is why things change. And it would be nice to have a perspective to look at how, how things started to, to where things are now. And even my dad, like he'll come around. He was upset about the fact that when he upgraded something had changed. And I guess it was like the timeout. Like he didn't like the fact that while we were talking, his screen would go dark a lot quicker and that may or may not have been a product of, of the update, but of course he you know, blamed it on that. Rightfully so, because when sure. things change, well, it, it wasn't that way before, and now it is. And so, you know, iOS 11's been kind of the the scapegoat lately. Yeah. Um, but you know, he talked himself through. It. He's like, I, you know, I realize it's, it's probably an improvement. It conserves on battery. I don't have to have the screen lit up the whole entire time. You know, but he, you know, it just it wasn't immediate. That wasn't an immediate thought for him. And he had to think about that for a little bit. So. Yep. People will come around, but it's that initial, people just don't like change. They no. just don't like change. Whereas <laughs> like we, we yeah. thrive on it, you, <laughs> you can, know, it's like, yes, please change yeah. that. And they're like, no, no, leave it the same. I won't, so well, it's disagree just, with it's
1: that. A, there are a lot of people out there hate change. So
0: yeah, they um, really do.
1: So a couple of things I, we wanted to talk about. Um, one thing I we, we talked about this before the show, we wanted to touch upon this new thing that Apple just announced. Uh, it was kind of found, I should say, is uh, how to change your Apple ID from a third party email to an Apple domain. I, want to, I don't want to get too deep into this because we could probably spend an hour talking about this all by yeah. itself. So um, we, have, we have a we'll link. we
0: digest it later. Yeah.
1: We have a link to it in the show notes. Uh, 9to5Mac had, uh, wrote up an article about it uh, relating now that you can do this because you were not able to do this pr- prior to this uh, announcement that like, let's say you have a email that's uh, whatever at as your as your primary Apple ID and that's the email address you use and you prefer not to use that anymore and you would rather switch it over to a... Uh, an iCloud ID, or, or if, you had, if you were a legacy, you had me or mac.com, um, you now can do that. And there's an updated support article uh, out on Apple's website as well to, to tell you how to make the sh- uh, make the shift. So there's a lot of things that you have to go through. Um, one of them is, is, especially if you're using a device that's got all, all your accounts uh, synced to it, like your iPhone, iPad, that you probably want to uh, sign out of those first before you change it. Uh, and then you can go into appleid.apple.com and you can go in and uh, make the change um, and change the Apple ID. Now, if you have an existing iCloud account, um, you can um, you can um, go through and uh, add that as part of the family sharing. And we might want to just do another, our next episode just to right, th- talk yeah, about right. this. Yeah, this because, is going to be a whole... Uh, everybody's going to start getting confused with this. because. So, my my uh, my thought process of always is the fact with with Apple IDs is having a separate Apple ID for my iCloud just to, for storage and mm-hmm. backup, and a separate purchasing account. And then my wife has her own Apple, I, Apple ID and, and, and her own iCloud storage, so it doesn't conflict with uh, with our contacts and, and that's the way I've
0: been and, doing it but yeah. I'm starting to rethink that I had to, I had to whip out the mind node and start making a mind map about it just to try to explain it to my husband like okay I'm going to take this account and I'm going to make it yours and then this account's going to be gone here but it's not going to be gone gone like you know, yeah right. it's just it's going to be so, so if you don't hear from Melissa for a while <laughs> I will be rocking in a corner somewhere trying to figure out what I need to do <laughs> You to make all the things talk to all the things. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. I will, there will probably be a big gaping void in the time space continuum when I'm done with the <laughs> iCloud.
1: <laughs> so uh, t- take a look at that that link we'll have in the show notes about that. Uh, and to, it'll give you more details on. And we can and in future episodes we can dive a little deeper as as you try and I may attempt to try. I can't <laughs> I can't promise you. I mean, um, maybe I would try it with a, like a dummy uh, iCloud account I have set up, and I'd rather yeah. test it rather than do it on my live account and uh, see how it goes. So uh, we can look yeah. into the family. I can sharing see how this is
0: going to come in the handy for our our listeners, though, is, right. especially because I mean, think about things like Yahoo. I mean, or AOL, or I mean, AOL's still around, but Yahoo's still around, but it's going, it might be going away, you know, and right. people might not want, people might be like, Yahoo, I haven't used that email address in like, you know, five years. Why would I want that to be right. my Apple ID? And so these are going to be, this is going to be a good thing that people could change that. And I can tell you right now there's, there's a handful of people in in my demographic that I just know are going to benefit from having, it end in iCloud.com because it'll make right. more sense to them because they get so confused they and they do. think, wait, but you told me it was Gmail. I'm like, no, it's yep. not your, it's not Google. No, no. Yep. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's been messy for a long, long time. And, and it's it's time to start cleaning some up, some of that stuff. So, it's Apple is cleaning up its rooms. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to see that.
1: A couple more things to talk about. Um, you, you definitely, that was a great, a nice idea to talk about, uh, cause we both have the OWC, the Thunderbolt three dock. Um, oh. I was able to get one and I absolutely love it and really it's more it's more t- used for your Mac um, but it does have some iOS uh, experience to to really help you well, along we you said you know uh, it's
0: related technology it's, so it's we're related. Covered.
1: yeah so it it's a super nice dock I and mean, the it, the one kind of disadvantage of it is it is a little pricey. It's a tw- yeah. $299 to buy this device.
0: Yeah, I um, have to give full disclosure. OWC actually gave it to me to test out and review, and I've been putting it through its paces and giving them lots of feedback. Yeah. And I'm actually on my second dock, so I, I want to put it out there that they really, I mean, they really, really care about quality. I mean, the build quality on this thing is just excellent. It's, I I think it's worth it. I could, I I started it and I'll, I'll put it on my blog later. I started making a justification for people like me, people like you. I mean, we are mobile citizens, we're mobile digital citizens. And for someone like me, where I can just pull my 13 inch laptop out of my bag, and put it on my desk and plug it in with one cable. Yep. And I mean technically the I way that, that I have it set up, I mean there's so that's the great thing. There's so many different ways you can configure this thing. It's got 13 ports on it. There's just so many many things that you can do with it. And I've tried so many different ways. Trust me, I've had I've had it in different places on my desk. I've had it under my monitor, I've had it next to my monitor, I've had, you know, my laptop on the left, on the right. And it's so – it makes your desk just so flexible. And I just love being able to just pull my laptop out of my bag, put it on my desk, plug it in with one cable. And my external monitor, you know, lights up. I just have to press a key on the keyboard. And it's like I sat down to a big iMac. All of a sudden, you know, with with external display, like so like right now while we're podcasting, I've got my notes on my big screen then I've got the chat window and I've got other smaller windows on another side. There's there's other things you can do with you can repurpose older devices. I have because I'm kind of a loyal OWC gal. (laughs) I have one of their older docs. I have uh, one of their Voyager Mm docs and I couldn't use it for the longest time because it's uh well I could with with USB but it's it's old uh, firewire firewire right. 800. Yeah. Well, there happens to be a firewire 800 on the back of this thing. There so is. I was able to put that back into rotation and now I have another time machine drive that I can use. So I've been really really super happy about that. Yeah. Um there's there's really not anything bad I can say about. It. I mean, it like mm-hmm. you said it is pricey. That would probably be its only right. ding against it. But like I said, if you're a mobile person, you can justify that price fairly easily because for what you would have to shell out for an iMac and a MacBook Pro, this is really makes it modular. This really kind of bridges the gap between between those two things. So you really can kind of have your your cake and eat it, too, I think. Um, And so, yeah, you know, it's pricey, but I think it's worth it, especially, like I said, because the build quality, you can get mine's in space gray. It matches. It it matches my MacBook Pro. It looks like it's. They're meant to be together, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's got great build quality. It's got all these little features. Um, The only thing I will just – I just want to get it out of the way – I did have, and I, I put a link to a video. I did like a little, and I apologize for the form factor of it. I was using clips at the time because I thought, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this into a clip, and didn't quite work out that way. So it's a very kind of cropped video, but you get the idea. And I did a little demonstration of the issue that I was having, and like I said, it's not necessarily with the dock per se. And I'm not gonna, you know, reinvent the whole discussion that I had on the video. It's a couple minutes, sure. um, but I was having an issue with the DisplayPort, um, and. I think it's because I upgraded to high Sierra. So there's one of those gotchas. There's one of those those times where everything was working beautifully. I had this like... I had this flow, you know, it, it was just, it was so wonderful. And then I thought, Oh, let me, I was about to like publish, you know, a review on it. And I was like, Oh, let me upgrade to high Sierra. Let me just put it through this. Cause I was really just putting it through its paces. I mean, I was throwing right. everything I could think of at this dock, plugging stuff in and unplugging stuff and changing things around. And I thought, let me do this one last test. Yeah. <laughs> so I upgraded to high Sierra and you're not, we talked about you're not having the same problem because you don't have the same, display. the same uh, display right. issue, but I'm, using a mini display, uh, to VGA and that broke. So it works, but it's all stretched out and you'll go watch the video and you'll see exactly what I mean. (laughs) I demonstrate it. That was the only issue that I was having. But again, I think it's a high Sierra issue. And then I also put a link to the show notes for Apple support communities is a really great wealth of information for when you're having a problem with things. And it kind of validates you that, no, I'm not going crazy. Other people having the same issue, almost identical To what I am. Uh, They talked about it with an iMac 2017. Of course, mine's a MacBook Pro 2016. So the hardware is a little bit different, but the problems were the same in in the thread. So I put the link to that so you can read up on that to see what other troubleshooting steps other people are taking. I've tried some of those. Um, And then, of course, the link to my video and also the link to the OWC Thunderbolt 3 doc for Mac sales. And uh, so, yeah, what, why don't you tell me, I know you're talking the it. tell me what you think of it. You, you've no, been I mean, using it for a while now.
1: I agree with you 100%. I mean, I have everything plugged into it, including I'm using a wired connection in, directly into it because it's, it's a gigabit port. And uh, it it works. You just plug in. You got every, I got everything. I mean, when, you know, when I hook up on the mic here when we do the podcast, it's right there, plugged in, ready yep, to go. Mine
0: too.
1: Uh, got a headset for, uh, jack in the front that I use for my external speakers because it's a three-and-a-half-inch uh, plug. Uh you know I got everything plugged in the back I don't have to think about it. The only thing is I have the monitor I have is the old uh, Apple Thunderbolt 27-inch uh, display which was a Thunderbolt 2. I mm-hmm. had I had I mean even though it has a, a display port, uh old display port uh jack on it that doesn't work. You have to have the Thunderbolt 2 to Thunderbolt 3 uh adapter from Apple and then you mm-hmm. that, that of course takes up one of your two only two USB-C or Thunderbolt uh ports on the on the on the dock. So Yeah, that
0: was the thing that bummed me out. Like I said, it wasn't a problem with the dock. But what I liked about before when I was working, I liked using the VGA because, I mean, I'm not that super picky about the difference. I mean, occasionally I do some graphic design. So I'm I'm happy either way, whether it was VGA or HDMI. But using the VGA – Freed up a USB-C port, right. you know. So it was nice being able to use that, and now I'm just down one port. So I mean, boohoo, first yeah. world problems here, right? Sure, but sure. still, it was like, oh, that was really, really nice. I didn't have to. So now I have um, two cables that I have to plug in. Right. I have because that's what I decided. That's just the way I decided to configure it because it woke up a lot faster. Right. So I have my HDMI to USB-C plugged into the right and then I have the um what some people complained about the the cord being really short it's the thunderbolt 3 right. USB-C cable um it is short but if you i mean you really don't need that much length i mean i guess it just depends on how you decide to configure your desk um but i i have plenty of room i mean it is short but i have it right next to the monitor so i don't have an issue with the the length of the cable and of course you can always get a longer one but the one that comes in the box is is just short I, I prefer it because I can't stand all this extra cable slack. I mean, then you have to tie them up. And sure. so it's nice just to have that nice little short cable. So <laughs> I'm going to continue um, writing about it and and posting about it. I wanted to talk about it at least on on an audio podcast and get people thinking about it. Sure. There'll be a link to it in the show notes. You can see the, the video, the little like video problem review that I okay. did. But I'm going to continue to because I love this thing. I'm just I can't keep gushing about it yeah. so I'll, I'll keep writing about it and you know discovering new things that that i can talk about but it's a really great piece of tech and i really think people should if they're okay. if they're having that kind of lifestyle where they're they want to be mobile and they want to i or if they're deciding if they're trying to decide well should i get an imac or should i get a macbook pro this is kind of like an intermediary and it kind of makes that decision a little bit less painful yep. because even though it's expensive it's not as expensive as having both so right. it, it's, it is. If you look at it from that perspective, it could be a way to save money instead of not spending more money. It just depends on your perspective. Um, But I think it's been great for being able to be modular and mobile and just being able to just plunk this down on my desk and plug it in. And it's like I have a full desktop experience again. So that's been just really, really fantastic. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, just take a look at those show notes, and uh, and uh, we're uh, definitely are liking this uh, dock, and, and it does have some iOS angle to it, so I like that. So it would be easier to charge your device, and it charges fast, too. It does.
0: It's super fast, and, I mean, because iOS 11 has been, like, chewing at my battery, yeah. so <laughs> having that fast port in the front there has been really super handy yeah. because it charges it so fast that I can I can just kind of, like, top up my battery and then go about my day again. It's It's really just one of those great things that helps you – get life done. Yep. Um, so yeah, there's, there'll be other things I can say about it later, but that's about what I got for now.
1: Gotcha. So uh, let's, uh, with the remaining minutes we have left, we have two other things we wanted to touch on. You had a good tip. I want to just start with that first is the uh, deleting those, the email the voicemails that won't stay deleted.
0: And that was a good yeah, tip. Yeah. Have you run across this before? No, I remember when you told me our about Our friends this, at iMore I'm I'm again, yeah. I, I linked to it. Um, voicemail that won't delete. They have their own forums over there at, at iMore and you can look up problems and, Real quick, you know, this just was an in, an interesting scenario. A teacher was like, oh, you, you're you an iPhone guru, right? And I'm like, oh, kind of. <laughs> and so she asked me, and I didn't immediately have the answer, but I knew how to, knew how to get at the answer. I knew how to Google, at least. I hadn't experienced this personally, but I was able to find the answer in the forums. I emailed her, I said, try this. And she was like, oh, you're a genius. And it worked, yeah. and it was great. So I can only imagine it's worked for countless other people. But yep. if you've ever – we were just talking about this a little while ago where, you know, you might – Have an issue where if you only have an older device that's only got 16 gigs or 32 gigs and you're running out of space because the iOS 11 or whatever iOS update has dropped and now it's sitting there taking up space, one of the ways that you might want to make room for it in addition to deleting Facebook and Messenger and all that other Mm -hmm. stuff that takes up – it just grows out of control. Is deleting your voicemails. They, they can take up space and right. a lot of people like I just kind of let them go and occasionally like I'll do a major purge and there's some that I like to save um, but some people just don't want to save any of them and there's, there's good reason for that but then what happens is you go to delete it and it doesn't stay deleted. It just comes right back. It's like this mystery boomerang for some reason. So I looked it up and yep. it seems like that the fix for this is if you're having this problem if you're trying to delete a voicemail and it just won't stay deleted, you put your phone into airplane mode. And you can do that super easy now by swiping up. And we've got that beautiful control panel that that we've been bragging about. And you tap on the little airplane and it turns orange. And then you go back into your voicemails and delete them. And then when you re-enable airplane mode or when you disable it, when you bring it back online again, they should stay deleted. So that that was the tip, and again, I, I linked to it where you can read a little bit more details, but that was basically the gist of it, that put it in into airplane mode, delete them, then disable airplane mode, and then they should stay. You, you might have to delete them again, but they should stay deleted is, is the thing. Yep. So this is like a carrier thing, isn't it? I mean, it's not necessarily an iOS right. problem per se, but it's something to do with the carrier on the server side of things. It just won't let them go for some reason. Yep. So yeah
1: that's a good tip I really appreciate you finding that and I and I I remembered that from when you had mentioned it to me so yeah it definitely that does fix the issue um 18T is pretty famous for having problems with their voicemail sometimes so um that's definitely good so uh, our last topic we want to talk about today, and we just have a little few minutes left that we could do it, so I mean, we may have to carry this over a little bit. The next and that's, next, okay. Then that's okay. That's um, okay. Is journaling. I, I'm I'm not a very good journal journaler. I'll be, be honest. Um, I I should do better because there's a lot of times you know I'm doing working on things and 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 you you, you uh, have hit me on some of these things. Um, day one journal, which is is available for iOS as well as it's available for um, the Mac OS, um, and does have a great way of being able to journal uh, things. And you had some experience with it, right? Um, I have. I mean, I be honest, I, I did did win a, uh, a, I did win a uh, a, pre, a lifetime premium uh, from the, our friends at Max Stories. I, I, I got into one of their contests and actually won a lifetime subscription, which was kind of cool. Uh, But uh, I haven't had a lot of time to be able to start diving into it. One of the things I did notice that's really cool is it actually it it actually notifies you on your watch, on your iOS device uh, through the notifications telling you, oh, you visited six places today and do you want to journal about it? So I think that's kind of cool, being able to uh, to do that, and then you can go into it and say, "Oh yeah, I remember what I did today," and I can start journaling what I do. Um, but I got to get better doing that. <laughs> and
0: um, Well, and if you use, I mean, you use Facebook and Twitter and things like right. that, and that's the kind of cool thing about it. That's what tipped me off onto this years ago, is I was looking for a way. This was way back before you could actually download your your Twitter history. You know, the whole the host. There were there were all kinds of little hacks and things that you could do to to get at it, but it wasn't quite where it is today. And so I started looking and I stumbled across this a while ago. And you can set it up to kind of go crawl those services. So even though you say you're not really good at journaling, if you're, if you're using social media, you're already kind of journaling anyway. True. True. And this pulls it in for you. So, you know, I, I've got... <laughs> I've got fifteen thousand one hundred and fifty one journal entries, Dave. And that's
1: in that's you are a crazy woman.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's in one journal out of uh one, two, three, four journals that I have. (laughs) So that's just like my personal journal. And the reason why so that is crazy. The the reason why that number is so high is because like I just that's why I had to preface with that. Is because a long, long time ago I pulled my Twitter feed into it and yeah, you know, don't go look at my Twitter feed because that's got like 30,000 tweets or something <laughs> like that. Come on. I've been using it since 2007. Give me yeah, a break. Yeah. Get off my game. How would you do that? <laughs> huh?
1: How did you pull that in there? Into day
0: one? Yeah. There was some kind of import or setup or something. So again, we we need to explore this more. But yeah. I'm just telling oh, you that's one of the things you can do with it. You can pull in the JSON your feet. Files.
1: You can import JSON files and.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So I must have done that a long time ago, and I think there was a setting that I turned on a while ago. Because now I'll, I'll I'll get to feeling that way. I'll think, oh. I didn't write anything down. I should, I should have written about that. And then sometimes I'll go and I'll look at my journal. like, Oh, I did because I posted on Facebook or Twitter or something. You know, this was back from the day when, when my babies were first born, I was using Twitter. I mean, this was before, before I had like 4,000 followers, you know, nobody was listening. Nobody was paying any attention. And I was (laughs) hashtagging my kids. This was back before hashtags were a thing, you know, everybody, thanks, internet. You just ruined everything for me. But, Mm -hmm. um, this was back, you know, when in the early days of stuff. When I this was my baby blog, so you know, every time the kids, you know, did something cute or or whatever, you know, I it, I was a lonely mom, okay. So <laughs> it's, it's it's very lonely when you're when you're a new mother in the beginning, and and so Twitter was kind of my my get out of my cave card, so to speak, and so I was journaling a lot of things, and they were like little insipid stuff, and so I pulled it all in there, and and so that's how I ended up with all that. But it, you know, I added um. Facebook to it, and every time I checked in on Foursquare or uh Swarm, you know, I I just was trying all these different social media tools. And at one point in time, you know, that's what I kind of wanted to do with my life. I wanted to to get into SEO and all that kind of stuff. Right. So I, I tinkered. So that's the result of me yeah. tinkering with all those kinds of things. And so now I can have I can have a track record of every. Conver- this is why Dave you don't want to mess with women because <laughs> we remember everything because we put it in I our journal <laughs> I, I can tell you what you told me three weeks ago no I'm just kidding I certainly hope of. not sort of <laughs> I'm just kidding Sorry, no, I, th- I just think- I have a terrible memory, so I I use this as as my 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 external brain, and I just really really love it. But the great thing about it is you can have multiple journals. So I mean, I have my personal journal, but then I also keep one for business, and sure. I keep I started one just to tinker around with it. I started one for this for this podcast. You can have multiple journals, and you can keep yeah. them keep them separated and color code them. And um, I think you can even you can import your activity, so your step counts, the weather um what else there was activity locations it tells yeah, you where you like were it'll plot things out on a map if you put pictures on it it'll plot that out on the the and i, and I saw uh, the
1: i saw the social media connections you can put on it too so
0: okay um, um, yeah so did you did you turn that on now so yeah, you don't have to feel so, so guilty i'll see about- what it does
1: and but i might that might scare me so we'll see <laughs> so but yeah we'll have to we'll have to bring this up on on another episode because that, that, we could probably spend in a good 20 minutes on this discussion all itself, but because there, there's a lot of, a lot of, I think this is a good tool. And of course I can't complain. I don't have to pay for it, but.
0: Uh. It's, it's a wonderful tool and it's and, wonderful and I think it's, free, it's free cross platform. It goes from your iOS devices to your Mac and it syncs seamlessly right. and. You can start one post on one device and pick up where you left off. It'll even have a little reminder. You can have right. little quotes show up. Yep. It's it's a really, really great tool for personal and for business. And I really encourage everybody to go check it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to explore it more in other episodes, too, because yeah. I am on the hunt. And from now until next time, I would like to put out a request to listeners to tell me what your thoughts are on mobile blogging. So we Mm -hmm. talked about, you know, social media and, you know, there's Facebook and there's Twitter and that's kind of the problem, right? Because those things kind of sort of killed our blogs. I used to blog more regularly and then Twitter and Facebook just made it like super easy to be able to just post there but I want to get back into actual blogging. Like I have a client who who kind of tasked me on this. She wants to go on a trip and she wants to have a blog, but she, that was the caveat. She doesn't want to use Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, any of those. She wants to do it on a blog and that's totally, that's totally a great idea. And I want to do that. And they keep trying these things day one, a while ago had a, a place where you could actually publish to kind of like they, they sort of had it rolled in. It was kind of baked in, like it gave you an online publishing, uh, Platform and it was great because you could just pick selective posts, which is what I what I really liked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they did away with it for some reason. They said they bring it back, so it's something we have yeah. to kind of keep an eye on. But I am on the hunt, just as I am still on the hunt for the perfect iPhone case for my new eight plus when I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am on the hunt for a mobile blogging tool. And we're going to explore this later. I'm okay. looking at Bloggo right now, but it's kind of buggy. I want to know if anybody else has any other suggestions out there. So that's your homework. That's Tell homework. me about your mobile blogging experiences. What What do you use? If it's not not Twitter, not not the book face, not Instagram, any of that kind of stuff. I want to know if there's something else that maybe I'm, I'm not seeing or okay, some yeah. other idea or some way that you can use day one to do it is, is what I'm interested in looking at so we'll explore that more and you'll have to stay tuned to hear about that and that's a good segue
1: to wrap this up
0: yes yes so we thank you for listening and we hope that you are more in touch with ios after hearing this episode subscribe to our podcast and your favorite podcatcher show your friends how to look for us in itunes or on stitcher And we look forward to bringing you more useful information in future episodes. I'm Melissa Davis, and you can find me online all over at The Mac Mommy.
1: And I am David Ginsberg, and you find me on Twitter at DaveG65.
0: All right. Until next time, thanks for listening.